And hello, everybody. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And uh, we have a conversation tonight that I'm very excited about. I know I say that a lot, but it's because I spent a lot of time finding the things that I want to talk about that I think you will be interested in, too. And uh, tonight is a topic that's near and dear to my heart because uh, we all have different abilities and sometimes they're overlooked by people and populations and folks. And I like to bring that out in people. So we're going to have a conversation with an organization here in Montana called Aspen Adult Services, and they work with people in the community that have different abilities and um, they bring out the best in these folks, uh, which isn't very hard to do. Our sponsors for the show. Albert Taylor, an organization in Springfield and Eugene, Oregon that does the same type of work that Aspen Adult Services does. Um, they work with people with different abilities, help them find jobs, uh, provide housing for those that need it, have independent living circumstances. And for people that are really um, on their, you know, in, in their game, they, uh, they can just come in and help them with services like doing their books for them or helping them with a checkbook or doing grocery shopping. Um, they're a wonderful organization that works with these folks in our uh, Eugene Springfield area. Also, Michael Bratlin, Chris Dental Family Dentistry, uh, where your civil rights and your civil liberties are just as important to him as your dental care. Um, he's a big freedom of speech kind of guy, and he sponsors everything that we do. And Greg Hinkle. Greg is the reason I found Charlie, <laughs> our guest today. Um, they work in the same office building. And Greg says, you know, you ought to talk to these folks. I think they're doing some really cool things in the community. And uh, so he, he's a guy who does mortgage lending. And uh, if you need help when you've moved from Oregon, Washington, Idaho, there's certain rules coming to Montana. He can help you with that as well. New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center, where they do hyperbaric, they do massage, and they also do light therapy. Matt McCarl's a big believer in people taking their own health into their own hands and not relying on just doctors, but also looking to alternative medicines. And uh, he's a big guy in that. Also here in Helena, Montana, and Bozeman, and Great Falls, and Butte is Montana Oral Surgeons. Uh, and implant center. If you're looking, if you have some teeth issues, they also deal with folks with Medicare. Uh, if you have any kind of uh, operation that needs to be done in facial work, that's the kind of stuff that they do to help people out. And our last sponsor, Rain Heating and Air Conditioning out of Crestwell, Oregon. They believe in what we do. We believe in what they do. And right now they are super busy because Oregon has a massive massive ice storm going on and tower lines are down trees are down people's air conditioning so they have a program right now at rains where you can get a maintenance program one for 50 percent off if you buy three they'll come out three times a year and check your site you don't want to wait till it gets cold i've had that happen three times where my heat pump went out because i didn't have it regularly serviced and that's not the time you want it to go out when it's um especially here in Montana when it's like minus 35. So here are my guests. First, we'll bring Bruce. Hey, Bruce, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So I'm going to bring Charlie on too. This is Charlie McKay, who runs the program, Aspen Adult Services. So it's really good to have both you guys on here today. 
Hello, Rick. Hey, man. So I am excited to hear because I, I know a ton about services in Oregon because I have a brother-in-law in the disabilities community and uh, lives in a group home. Um, so I've worked with all these things. And Albert Taylor, they're really close people to me. So I understand some of it, but I don't know what happens in Montana. Um, and I'm really excited to have this conversation today. So first of all, Charlie, how long has Aspen Adult Services been around? And this is a nonprofit organization that you created. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're uh, 501c3 over here. We've March 1st will actually have been the end of our first three years of operations. And so um, we've been kicking it around Helena um, in downtown in this building with Greg. You know, I want to say thank you to Greg Hinkle for sure for this opportunity. We've been down here in the Lion with Greg for about three years. Um, my team and where I met Bruce um, probably nine, eight or nine years ago now was at a place called Helena Industries. And uh, HI was kind of the premier social services uh, provider for a long time. I worked there. Bruce worked there in the wood shop. I worked there doing job coaching and supported employment stuff. And that's where Bruce and I got to know each other real well. And my team and I got to know each other real well. So what made you go out and start your own nonprofit? You know, just the level of care, I guess a quick and easy story and little anecdote to give you an idea. I'm really big on the love in this business. I think that it is so hard to provide service um, to people for any amount of time and not love them like family members. And so a, a big part of this for me was starting a company that a focused on that that loving kindness as a, a very the, the primary focus of care being rendered with loving kindness, but also focusing on helping the people that provide these services have the best lives. Because I noticed that oftentimes it was the social workers that worked the hardest that really did not have good wages, have good um, benefits, had good anything. And so we really changed that too and have the by far the best wages in the industry benefits. And um, how did you do that? Because that's a huge, that is a huge issue in Oregon. You have people like, like yourself who, you know, are, are going, you know, they're basically doing in a lot of cases, I'm not, I, I'm going to, this may be a little inaccurate, but they can do nursing care. They can do so many things. When my brother-in-law goes to the hospital, this, the service folks that go with him, his, I, they call him, um, oh, I can't remember what the name is now. Probably um, ILS. Yeah, or providers. Yeah. yeah, they go in there with them and they, they can do anything that they need to do. And yet in Oregon, they're paid nothing. And it's, it's really, and it's a hard thing to get those wages up like that. What have you guys done to be able to, to make that happen? This is, um, you know, this is a conversation that is a, a tough conversation for a lot of people to hear, but what it comes down to is you, ca you can't have too top heavy an organization. And so I pay, I pay myself a very fair wage. I pay the people that run this organization with me a very fair wage. But when you look at that in comparison to our job coach wages, I, I don't make more than about 50% more than the lowest paid support staff. Wow. Okay. And so 
Now, mind you, as we get bigger and we start taking more grants and things, that will that gap might grow a little bit, but not a lot. You know, we I think what happens in a lot of these organizations is people with master's degrees come in and and they start having inside bookkeeping and inside this and inside that when everything is streamlined and our bookkeeper kills it for us for 500 bucks a month and our um other the services that we pull from outside as far as uh some consulting and some other billing services you know a lot of these a lot of these agencies i think they're stuck in 1996 and a lot of software and a lot of ideas and things and, and, and an old model of how services are provided is that fair to say do you think i think that is fair to say and i think that um you know my background is in business and this uh, i think that people kind of delineate from running a nonprofit like a business i think it's easy to kind of get in the weeds and start overspending and doing other things you, you really do have to stick with the fact that you the basic business models are the most important to adhere to here's an interesting question so do you think it's almost like they get like a um <laughs> i'm going to use a term that i use but it's almost like a a poverty mentality like like you know what I mean? Instead of being, I'm a nonprofit, but go out and say, we're a nonprofit, but we're successful and we're raising money, but not in this, you know, this poverty attitude where it's like, we always are begging and asking and looking for money and all this kind of stuff and said, keep it more positive. Like, you know what I mean? Those, there's realities. We well, all, yeah, you know, for. yeah. I'll, so I'll interrupt you really quick. I think that that's a good point. And I think one thing that we've done here is, is kind of that Aspen's really cool as far as we, you know, Bruce and I are in a men's group that is pretty cool. We have, you know, the most we ever have in there is about 12 guys probably, huh, Bruce? Yeah. Yeah. And we do bingo. We do cornhole. We do all kinds of indoor games. And then when it's mm -hmm. outside, we do basketball and football and baseball. You know, we do um, community events, night out at uh, First Lutheran Church is an event that Lowell Bartles helps me put on locally here in Helena. Um, that serves up to 200 local disabled people from all agencies. Um, we beautified the Great Northern District, our, our, really? yeah, our day program, our services did. So I think that that's something that we're doing as well is just the, the, the general... I think when you have good people and they're working efficiently, the the services actually the the amount that the state pays for these services is is fair. It's getting the state to pay those bills in any timely fashion that's the hard part. Okay, and that's and what so, that's what needs to be changed. That's the biggest thing. And anybody in Missoula that's watching this might be familiar with a, a story that's kind of running right now that's talking about how the YWCA is really having a hard time being paid um, by the state. We're struggling along with a number of other social service agencies to just be paid for the work that we're doing. Uh, you know, yeah. So, so Bruce, let's, let's talk about you. Um, what, what, tell me how old you are. I'm 52. I'll be 53 next month. Okay. And what you, you have a job. Tell people what you do. Um, 
I uh, clean the bakery after shift gets over. I, I get to six o'clock at night. I clean the bakery and then at the, and the end of the bakery, I go clean the deli and I sweep mop and I try my hardest because, you know, we um, have to clean the back greasers in case they don't have a grease fire and all that. And, and I, I really do a thorough good job to make sure that, and I go up to the, um, I go up to the managers and ask them if I'm doing a good job. If not, you know, I go back there again. You know, I just wanted their opinion. You know, and so um, you actually, you actually care about the quality of the work that you do. Yeah, that's the reason why they have me because they're helping with me because we're. I'm just um, very happy with with them. They're happy with me and my coworker and. Things have been really rosy, and and for the last uh, six years, I've been with this company, and it's one of the best uh, store companies ever. Now, I could have worked in another grocery store or something like that, because I think grocery stores are the best investment because they, you know, people need food and this and that. I could have I could have had worked at a different grocery store, but but I kind of like opened my mouth and the hook came in my mouth and they said, Oh, wow, you work for Vans. So I really, I really, uh, very, uh, I've been there almost there six years and close to six years and it's just been a wonder for me. So Bruce, do you live on your own? No, I don't. I live with a positive fire. They're part of the, um, mental health services called mini riggers. It used to be called center for mental health. But they changed their name to Mini Rivers, and I, and that's the new healthcare. So even though I'm part of the mental health service here in Helena and all that, and they foster provider, they um, they get paid for having us there, and, and we pay rent. I pay four hundred fifty dollars a month. That includes meals, and I help around my foster fire. You know, if they need shovels, snow shoveling, or cut the grass, or and how many people live in the house with you? Um, let's see, three. And then you have service providers all the time there that help you yes. like, cook meals and and do stuff like that. Yeah. So so tell me something else, because Charlie got me thinking. And tell me about this group of this men's group that you and Charlie are part of. Um, sounds like you help him with that. What what is what is that all about? What what are what kind of stuff? Well, oh, it's it's a very it's just a night out enjoyment and get together and we all talk about things and we're really interested people i mean mainly we're this one guy i really like he works at elverson's i'm not going to mention his name but he um he uh very interesting young kid i mean i don't know it shouldn't say young kid i guess he's but he is bruce i think that's accurate um a lot of these guys are younger and bruce is really good at being a good role model for some of these gentlemen that are in their early 20s so you kind of help show them how life is and and questions for them and it's just it just feels good to be part of something here in hell and because you know i mean i i really um I just really uh, just care for the people, and we have a, we got a we got a character guy that comes with us. With a lot. He's called Coach K. <laughs> He's real a character, but but um, things that things that we just we just enjoy each other and each company. So 
What's important for the general public to understand about people in the community that you're part of? Not Helena, but the, the disabilities community. What, what should people understand about you? I think uh, that I try to be smart, but not too bright in some ways because I, I have a hard time because I'm kind of learning disabled. And but I learn a lot. I, you know, and the more the more I learn, the more like I start to respect other people and learn from others, you know, and and not to try to be better than them, and not try and be better than me. And I, I think we understand we're just we're in the same boat trying to achieve our lives, you know. And and I'm just glad that Charlie can help. And in her his um, girlfriend Paige can help um, find jobs in the community, and hopefully they can stay able to have a job. So Charlie or Bruce, I had somebody um, in the in the different abilities community describe it to me as um, she told me one time, "I can do what you do mostly, um, and I can I can you know understand what you understand, but it just sometimes takes me a little longer." And so so. Just be patient with me. Is that kind of a good rule of thumb, do you think? I think so. Sure. I think that's a good rule of thumb for everybody. You know, it really is. Yeah. I just, I, I'll tell you, Bruce is just one of my best friends. I mean, he really is. Bruce and I have lunch most Fridays too, and just spend a lot of time together talking about all kinds of cool stuff and, Bruce genuinely is a warrior for other people and for making sure that other people get a fair shot and are well cared for. Bruce would give his last dollar or the shirt off his back any day of the week to see that people are clothed and fed and happy in this community. Um, community excellence is our goal is the, is the last part of my mission statement. And Bruce is the most true living to that mission statement of any Helena and any Montanan that I know. I'm proud to know him. So talk to me about how important it is, Charlie, and, and Bruce, you can pipe in here too, anytime you want, um, to have people in the workforce from this community, um, giving them opportunities like what Bruce has and the other folks in your program. Well, Bruce, will you tell them about how what you did when Helen Industries closed down? Tell them how what happened when Helen Industries closed down. How fast um, that was for us. I think what happened is was mismanagement. They kept they kept laying off people, staff. Um, one of the guys I really like his name is John Champagne. They let him go. I think it was just mismanagement and wasn't getting support from the state of Montana. And, well, and they pulled us yeah. in and told us like two days from now two that days. we they were done, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I want to go back. What does that mean to you, Bruce? I mean, it, like in your yeah. life, what does that well, mean? It, well, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a very struggle because I had to pay. I just got hired as a janitor and, and from being word work and janitor. And uh, the, when the staff said, Hey, we're going to be closed on Friday. And I said, Oh, what's the, what's the, um, Purpose of fighting. She said, "No, this is our last sandwich. 
Oh, great. And that's how fast that was, Rick. We were, they pulled us all in together as a large group and on a Wednesday and said, we're going to give you a check on Friday. That's your last day. Cash it as fast as you can, because who knows how long it'll be good for kind of deal. And uh, Bruce, what did you do? You didn't, you know, you were scared. I remember how nervous you were about the whole thing. And what did you do that day? Um, just look for jobs. You went into vans. And I went into vans because I had to cash a, a cash a check. And I told uh, the system manager, her name is Sarah, by the way. And I told her, I said, Sarah, this is my last check. And I guess she heard Vance was closing down, but she just said, well, here, here's a paper application and try us. So I, I take the paper, um, paper to, uh, our place at the time there was a, there was a, there was a, um, organization at, Van, at, um, our place. They helped me fill up the, um, applications. And then Charlie gave me a real nice reputation letter and all that. And I, I called Vans and they said, we can hold your application six weeks or six months, but we'll give you a call if anything happens. So the next day I was at the bagel company and my phone went off. I'm like, oh, wow, who's calling? And they said, it, and they said, hello. And they said, yeah, this is the manager of Vans. You have an interview with us. And tomorrow morning, oh, cow. So I get dressed, you know, and get cleaned up and wear nice clothes and I took everything, my resume and everything. And so I went to Vance and I had to be out there at eight o'clock and, and the manager said, are you Bruce? And I said, yeah. And then he said, well, I gotta go. Mr. Bill, at the time, he was a deli manager. Anyhow, he took me to, to a guy named Randy who was uh, the baker management. And the guy said, hey, when can you start? Can you start tonight? Because my man, Robert is um, kind of wearing down. I'm like, oh yeah, and and so the so first Bruce, day I called my foster buyer, and I said, hey, guess what? I got a job advance. So Bruce left Helen Industries, went over, got himself a job within 24 hours, wow. and has held it for six years. He does such a good job there. He is <clears> one of their favorite employees. He is their well, the Bruce, uh, I'm, we won't get too much into it, but on Monday, Bruce was feeling really dizzy and he probably should have went home and he refused to go home because there was too many trays he needed to wash and do anything. So he right. made sure that everything got done before he went home. The, the, to answer your question, Rick, this population, there is not a group of people that desires to be in the workforce more, that desires to be recognized and given good opportunities to sh highlight their skills and their abilities to show up every day and give 110%. Right. And hardworking. And I, I had a friend named Rick who was back in Oregon and he worked for Ninkasi Brewery. And they said that when he came around, his job was to keep the outside clean, cigarette butts, things like that, keep everything clean. And Rick was totally like, just like Bruce. I mean, could do anything on his own. He was fine. Went around, did all this stuff. And they said within a couple of weeks, employees were starting to do their jobs better because they were seeing how he not only picked up cigarettes, it was twigs, it was other things. And he's emptying garbage and he's coming in and asking to do big more. smile. Yeah. And, and wanting to do more. And it just, they said that it just lifted everybody. 
Plus, because I think people have such a wrong concept of what people with disabilities are um, able to do and what they are and what they're like. Um, he, they were, I think it opened up like a blossom to them where they went, oh my gosh, these are the greatest people. They're so fun. They're just like us. They're normal people. You know I mean? I think it really opened a door for people. So as a business, you're always probably looking for businesses to connect people with. Um, well, I think Bruce will tell you this too. The, Helena is such a wonderful community as far as the support vocationally for people with disabilities. Um, I'm confident to say that if Bruce, Bruce advocated for himself so fast that I went and got a social service job in supported employment within a week and got Bruce ported and got everything done. And Bruce went and got himself a job before I could even like, <laughs> get him back on the thing. But I'm confident to say that Bruce would, there's a half dozen people in this town that would hire Bruce on the drop of a dime. Um, be, not only because of how good of a worker and hard worker he is, but because of how supportive this, this whole County is as far as. So, so, so Charlie, you talk about the heart and soul of your, your company, Aspen adult services is love. Tell me what define that for me. Well, you know, the, the Greeks had a lot of words for love. I think they had five different words for love. And one of the, those words was, if I remember correctly, agape. Yeah. And that is love through service. And I just, I think that when you take the love out of service, you lose an integral part of, you know, my staff, almost all, every one of them, they will, they have to be really sick to miss a day because they know when they're missing a day that somebody's probably missing work. Somebody's missing an opportunity to go shopping. Somebody's going to have a dirty house for a day longer. And that's what, it, that's agape. You know what I'm saying? That's not, that's not people just showing up for a buck. That's not just people showing up for clout. That's for people showing up to make sure that other people are well. And that's, that's what, you know, I'm really lucky to have a good mom that was a special ed teacher and a counselor and a person. Seriously. So you grew up, you grew up with this in your life. I grew up, yeah. Being taught to take care of people for sure. Yeah. You love what you do. I adore it. It's the only Bruce, Bruce. I've told Bruce this before on multiple occasions. Bruce's friendship has saved my life. Bruce has helped me to understand myself better and feel a sense of purpose and just get out and be a better person every day. You know? So how did he save your life? I just was never a happy person before I discovered Special Olympics. And Bruce and I met at a really integral time in my life where I didn't have a reason to be getting out of bed every day and was feeling kind of beat up by the my life leading up to that point and some traumas and some other things that are hard to overcome without starting to forget about your own issues and start thinking about what other people need, you know? I heard a podcast the other day and they were talking about <clears throat> um, how people are so me focused right now. And so focused on our feelings and what we're feeling. And that this uh, psychologist, it was Jordan Peterson. He said, you know what, what you need to do when you get like that is he says, start serving other people. And he says, and all of a sudden your, your issues start seeming, doesn't mean they go away, but they start seeming less, important when you start working with anybody, not just people like Bruce and folks like that. I mean, 
anybody, when you're putting, take your focus off of you and put it on other people. And we've kind of lost that in our world. Don't you think? Well, you know, I'll tell you what, I think that Bruce experiences as, as do I, and I, I assume you probably do too, Rick. It sounds like the life you lead a lot of joy. You know, I think that Bruce and I see a lot of sadness in the circles that we run around in and people struggling a lot, you know, socioeconomic situations and things. But I think as far as it goes, Bruce and I have a lot of opportunities to help people and lift people up and, and be um, be good to people. And I think that that's kind of forgotten, you know, and the, the economy is so tough that it's so tight that a lot of people can't afford to worry about other people right now. And I have a lot of respect for that. I think that the really at the end of the day, it's a kind of a forgotten fact, you know, that this, a lot of people, it's so funny to me. A lot of people are like, how do you do it? How do you give so much of your time to so many people? And it's like, it's the only thing that makes me really happy, you know? And I think if a lot of the people, a lot of people that ask me that are sad all the time and it's like my little secret, you know? So our, our mutual, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'd love to cut in here. Uh, before, before Char, well, in the, when Charlie was helping me, we were at the service mental health, as it's called Center, Center for Mental Health. Um, we had a legislation group. We got all kinds of organ, we had all kinds of people. And we had uh, this girl named Jen, who's assistant manager, I guess. And, um, so we would go to the legislation. Well, when uh, the governor of Montana, there was this legislation, there was this representative from Great Falls. He had this bill, and and he took and I, and he took my arm, and I met governor the governor of Montana, and he signed a, more money for for um, health mental health services, and. And I uh, was pretty much a part of that deal, and he he uh, he thanked me for helping him. I thanked them for helping him, and he was really now we could have raised a little bit more money for Millhousers, but but like Charlie said, you know the the budget is kind of tough right now. But they got tough, and I like to thank government the government of Montana really really. Um, Support mental health services for people who, who are who are very mentally ill and all that. I'm schizophrenia, but uh, but the truth is, though, if we all can work together as one, you know, and show respect for people, you know, um, and we can do that power that we are part of the people, and we can um, share each other's experience of. Uh, score opportunities for people who are, who are who are just as in the same boat as most people, and I think um, I I just like I just I just I think I think um, mental health services are very important because you know right now the nation's crisis you know all these gun shootings and people are just and I, I think it's because I think it's because here in Helena we worked as one and the legislation really helped us bring more money for mental health service. I hope there's more money for aspirin. Um, but yeah, it, it, the first time I've been to a signing, um, congressional signing, you know. And, and you really, got, how'd that make you feel? A bit, it mean, made me feel pretty good. I, I, I would, met, the, yep. met all the legislation people and 
You know, mm. Bruce, you you said something earlier that I'm going to have to call you on because I I don't think I think you you miss you misspoke um, earlier in the bra and when we were talking, you said you weren't smart, and I I'm going to beg to differ. Um, what you just talked about, what you were just saying, I think is really good and really profound, and I don't. Maybe we need to do a new. Maybe we need a new meter on what smart means. I don't know because I find you to be very. Yeah. And, and I think, I think you, I think you miscalled that one. <laughs> you got a big heart, the don't you? Man, I know. I'll tell you that. You got a big heart, don't you? Well, Charlie, yeah. I, you know when when um I was wrote Greg and said, yeah, I got a hold of Charlie, Bruce and Charlie and I are going to do a show. That that he goes, did you meet him in person? I go, no. He goes, oh my God, Rick, you got to meet him. And I can understand why. I really like um like your your soul. Thanks, Rick. I think I you have the right for somebody who works in the, you know, who has a big invested interest in this um, community. Um, I'm just so glad. And, you know, and I've, I've found that with people that work with my brother-in-law, um, you know, they do things that I could, I, I, I can't believe that they give up so much of their life for, for other people like that. When, when Chip, my brother-in-law had to go to the hospital for some stuff, you know, he was fine, but he had to go and have some surgery or something. Somebody had to be there all the time. And one woman who works with him a lot, she gave up like three days and just went in there and stayed with, cause she, he, he need, she, they needed him to, he doesn't speak. So they needed him to her to be able to tell what he needed and what he was looking for. So she was there for three days. Yeah. I mean, well, and that's I mean, love that I'm talking about. That's that where like she she couldn't not be. You know, we had one of our guys, Bruce knew him pretty well. Robbie passed away this year. And one of our gals, she sat with him for, I God, I want to say 72 hours straight. No leaving, no nothing. Well, he passed because she 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 was with him. One of the gals that I work with is 56 years old. She started with Helena Industries at 19. Wow. She grew up with this man. I mean, you how do you what how do you let somebody go into the hospital that you grew up with? And yeah. I mean, you think about it like this, man. I see Bruce more than I see my folks, you know? Right. I mean, we're Bruce, like like truly, it's how do you not how do you not love your close friends, you know? So tell me, because um, we talked about this earlier, but Aspen, tell people how you came up with the name for Ed, Aspen Adult Services, but how that name came up. I, 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 I love stuff like this. You know what I mean? That's like, to me, that's like God whispering in your ear and going, here's the, do this. Yeah, and, you know, I, Aspens have just always been, I, I have, we're not going to get into showing off tattoos and things, but I have, a, that's one of the things that are uh, tattooed on me is a number of Aspens. And it's because for years I've believed uh, or loved the fact that one organism, one root system will produce an entire grove of trees. The largest living organism on the planet is an Aspen grove. And, you know, that that was my vision with Aspen was to create this idea where everyone is, is envisioning the same loving kindness and, and dedicated service, selfless service. And I wanted people to do it. Like I do it. I wanted people to, I wanted to find people that did it like I did it. And, and Helen industries, I was able to do that. My current team are all people that were with HI for a number of decades before this, I'm so blessed to just be surrounded by 
lovers and servers and servants of the public, you know. How many people work? How many uh, staff do you have? Aspen has 30 right now. And so do you have any foster homes of your own or does, are these private foster homes that you contract with or how does that work? So Bruce's situation is outside of Aspen, but Aspen does have the capabilities and does um, provide what would be more considered um, foster. We, we provide all of the insurances, all of the licensing. So somebody comes to us and says, I want to be a foster provider we can help them become a foster provider and build a state. And so we do not have any homes of our own, but we do, I guess the best way we would say it would be facilitate foster care. Right. And that's probably a smart way to do it because the cost of housing and all that. And if there's people that want to operate a business like that, you, you know, you, you know, they have a heart for that same thing. So they you, do, you know, we need more Rick. I mean, that's something I'm glad we're talking about this because this is a thing where the people can make pretty darn good money. So you can make about $2,500 doing foster care. Um, Bruce is extremely independent. So Bruce's day, I mean, Bruce, do you, would you say Chris really, the only meal Chris really cooks for you is energy. Oh, yeah, yeah, she um, she cooks. Um, well, right now she's not cooking right now because she uh, fell down. She took a bad fall over a six weeks ago or yeah. seven weeks ago, yeah. over a month ago. She was at a store called Costco, and she took a bad fall. And she shattered her whole arm, um, elbow. And so, Bruce, what does she normally do for you then? Is basically cooking one meal a day. Um. No, we, we have snacks and stuff. Yeah, we cook. Uh, yeah, she cooks a meal. There's like, there's always, so Chris provides all, all the meals, provides them, yeah. but there's more like yeah. breakfast things provided, lunch things provided, and then makes a really nice meal. Like I'm amazed some of the stuff this guy eats for dinner. Some nights he's eats better than I do. And uh, she, uh, Maybe you need to talk to Chris. <laughs> the, the point I guess I'm trying to make here is Bruce is extremely independent. There's not, you know, there's some help with some laundry and help with some other things, but foster care is a pretty awesome um, thing that if people are interested in helping people with disabilities, it's a, it's an interesting way to get into the field and Aspen can help with that. So if you have a home or something like that, or you wanted to start a business, this would be something you could actually do that could, can bring in $2,500 a month. And Yes, sir. Yeah. And you know, this is something where when I'm ready to retire from this, that's what I will move into. will be providing oh, foster care. You Charlie, know. you'd be in heaven. You'd have, a house, you'd have a house full, you'll have a mansion full of like people like yeah. <laughs> all over the place. You yes, know? sir. Yeah. So, so how do people get in touch with you? Um, because, you know, I don't know, this could, this will be Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, seeing this. If they just to ask questions or like obviously here locally, but also just other people to see how you're doing this. I would like this to spur other people to kind of go. You know what? Because I, I love your message. It's like, yes, it's service, but what are you really providing for people? Well, you yeah. start with love. If you yeah. start with love, then you then you can't not provide anything. <laughs> you know That's what right. I mean? That's right. It all it all yeah. falls into place when you get that thing. You know, if um, I won't I won't swear on your show, but I often tell my yeah. people when we're hiring that the ninety percent of it is show up and give an S word. You know. Give you just show up, show up every day and care 
and love and you're 95% of the way there. And we, the, the best way to get a hold of us, Rick, people can visit us at aspenadultservices.org. Okay. So that is, if you have a place, you can put that up for people. That is www.aspenadultservices.org. And then my email is available to anybody that would like to exchange ideas or talk about how they could support people with disabilities. That's charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I-E, at aspenadultservices.org. Okay. And uh, you can also, anybody can really, you can reach out to me on my um, office number is 406-590-2609. And Bruce, if people see you out on the streets of Helena, um, what do you, what do you want them to know about you? Name off all your good qualities. Well, I'm just trying to be an honest guy, trying to be unique. Um, You know, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I mean, I had a lot of mistakes in my life, you know, and I did a lot of things kind of, I wish I had gone back and did it, but can't do unpat and one in the past. I guess the best thing I can do is try to help many people and help Charlie so I can, you know, and provide people who are, who are who are willing to work hard and no, I'm not really working hard, but just being easy and I think it's just advocate for people who who are having a hard time and, and all that. So well Bruce, I'm really I'm honored to meet you because I think yeah I on the street. If I see you on the street, do I have permission? I, I'm kind of a hugger. Oh yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. I've been to Portland, by the way. Have you? Yeah. I was a little more south of that, but um, yeah, we have. I used to clean. I used to do the. um, I used to do groundskeeping at the Civic Stadium where the Portland State Vikings play. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Civic Stadium now, and it's now. I I think it's all Portland Timbers soccer. Soccer, yeah, yeah, crazy. Baseball went bye bye, and now it's like Uh, just. it's big soccer stuff. Charlie, thank you for um, doing what you do. And yeah, I, you know, I, th- I think I'm going to have to give you a call. I want to come and have lunch with the two of you or something and come into Helen. I need an excuse to get out and, and uh, see some stuff in Helen that you guys could show me a different part of the world. We love that. We got a bunch of good food right in the neighborhood. You know, Greg Hinkle's down here. He's a pretty nice guy. We'll bring him along and um, and then we'll have fun. Bruce, is that? Are you into that? We'll have to fit work around your work. I don't think yeah. Greg's met. Yeah. I don't think Bruce has met Greg, but he, Greg would really like Bruce for sure. Oh yeah, you'll you'll love Greg too. He's a good guy. All right, Charlie, Bruce, Aspen Adult Services. Thank you for coming on here, and I will let you know when this is going to air. Okay. Thank you so much, right. Rick. We appreciate yeah, it. Thank you very much, sir. Rick. Hey, Bruce, you hang in there, man. But be careful. Yeah, if you, you see, too. If you see the silver wave and a big white beard down the street, you better prepare yourself for a hug. Uh, yeah. Incoming. It's going to happen. Yeah. All right. See you later. One love, my brother. Right. We'll see you soon. All right. So that's Aspen Adult Services. Um, and I hope that people in Oregon and other places can look at that and see, okay, you know, here's some things, some other opportunities. And to know that this goes on all over the place, that people really do care. And the other thing I was thinking after I got off the, um, when we were talking earlier about the Aspen, one of the things I love about Aspen trees too, is there's a quiet rustling when the wind blows. So when life gets hard and the wind blows and the leaves go, but you have to listen for them. And there's a calming in the Aspen when the wind's blowing. 
So when things aren't going well, the tree's just giving you a little applause. Think about that. I'm Rick Dancer. This is Get Real with Rick Dancer. Share this on your page so other people can see it. And thank you for being here. Good night.